I was, I was always told when I'm younger I had a very loud voice. So can everyone hear me at the back? Can you hear me at the back? Okay. Now we just read Ephesians chapter 6, which obviously is talking about the armour of God. But I'm going to link that with a story in the Old Testament which describes of what God did in 1 Samuel chapter 31. Um, and if you remember, I came here about four weeks ago. And who would have thought that the world had changed so much in four weeks? Um, just to give you a bit of news, because we hear all the bad news in Ukraine. But the Bible Society has a, has a bookshop um, in Ukraine. I think it might be in Kiev, but I'm not sure. And those Bibles have all gone double the amount, because people are now turning to the Lord as a result of what's happened. And they always say that when there's suffering, that God always works in, in mysterious ways, and it's great that he's actually doing that in that country. Okay, um, so in, the, in Ephesians chapter 6, one of the words is that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and against this dark world. And in 1 Samuel chapter 30, um, it talks about when David was messed with the Amalekites. And there was a lot of problems in those days for, for, for many, um, many people who used to fight against Israel and the Amalekites for one. It also says in, in, in the armour of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and the belt of truth, which is so important for each one of us. And when you look at this chapter, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but if you just follow it, 1 Samuel 30, and the first few verses, we read a situation where David and his men, it says that they went to invade the south, and, and they were attacked by the Amalekites, and as they were away, away in Ziklag, the Ziklag was burned with fire. This was done by the Amalekites. And it says that when the men arrived back at Ziklag, it says... That their, that their wives, their sons and their daughters had been taken. And so when they arrived, there was just flames, very similar to what we see on the news tonight, today. And it says that, um, that you know, the people were very upset because they just didn't know where the wives and the children had gone. No one knew where they had gone. And so they had to have, and it says, take the shield of faith. So they had to have faith to know where the, these men and these, these women had gone. And it also says too that David was not exempt from this, because it says that David had two wives, Abinath in, in verse 5 and Abigail the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had also been taken captive. And so he was not exempt from the problems that they were facing. So David had a choice, because they had cried, and they had, um, and they had wept, and it says very clearly here that David was greatly distressed, but it says in verse 4 that they wept so much that they had no more power to weep. And it's so important to realize that, you know, there are many people in our world today who are suffering just as much as they were in David's day. And the, and the armor of God is something that we as Christians need to take hold of in our own personal lives. So they had no more power to weep, 
And then what happens is they have the blame game. You know what the blame game is, don't you? They always pick someone who's done problems, who's had problems. They always pick someone and they and it's always the one at the top. Now this is not a very good example, but um when a football team doesn't do very well, who do they pick on? The manager, don't they? The manager they pick on and the manager is sacked, even though they, the manager, may not be the main problem. It could be the players. But here in this situation, they picked on David. And David was greatly distressed, for the people were speaking a stone in him. Because all the soul of the people were grieved, and it says, every man, his sons and his daughters. So David had a problem. What was he going to do? when he realised that he was going to be stoned, or possibly be stoned to death. And there are people, you know, in the New Testament where, where Christians have been stoned. If you look at, if you, if you ever get the chance to go home, in Acts chapter 7, it talks about the stoning of Stephen. And in verse 58, it says that they laid their, their, their clothes on a young man's name, whose name was Saul, who later became Paul. Who was the missionary that was that was that was so uh, apparent in the in the New Testament in Ephesians, Galatians, and so on? So that was the, tr the problem. But David says, strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And we're talking here about the shield of faith, the belt of truth. We're talking about the sword of the spirit that he drew his strength in the Lord his God. And I would ask you as well as I've asked myself today, you know, we must be worried about the situation in the world as we find ourselves. We must be worried about the people. Um, I mean, I went to, um, I went to Kirby yesterday to Northwood Chapel to get some food banks, and there's three, three blocks of flats which were due to be demolished and now being renovated because the Ukrainians are coming in in Kirby in about three or four weeks. And when you think about that, of how they've been displaced because of, because of what the Russians have done. But David threw himself, strengthened himself in the Lord. And that's what you and I need to do. Yes, we live in a very, praise God, we live in this country. Praise God that we're, the Bible is open. Praise God that we can, we can, we can listen to the word and we sing choruses. I mean, the chorus you have there, he made the stars to shine, just shows how old that is, because I used to sing that when I was a kid. I'm certainly not going to tell you how old I am now. But that, was, but that was what, you know, and they're great then songs, because it just shows you that God is in control, as what Eddie said earlier. So David drew, strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So what did he do? It says in verse 7 that he, said, he went to Abathar, who was the priest of the day, was Abimelech's son, and he said, Please bring the ephod to me. And he said, And David and Abathar brought the ephod to David. And David asked two questions. But the importance of this is that David knew the Lord. And that's what we do when we look at the armour of God. That armour is so that we know the Lord. When, as I said, we're not wrestling against you, against them, principalities and powers. But it says, stand in strength in the Lord. And this is what David was doing. He was standing in the Lord of God. Everyone heard the, 
the hinge standing on the promises of God? For those who are older, we definitely know it, don't we? Standing on the promises of God. And this is what David had to do. So he asked two questions. He said, shall I pursue this truth? In other words, shall I attack or shall I know where the Amalekites, shall I know where the Amalekites are? Because he didn't know at this stage where the Amalekites were. Again, the shield of faith. Faith to believe that God's going to answer his prayer. And then it says here, um, and then it says, shall I pursue this truth? And then it says, shall I overtake them? So there are two very simple questions. Shall I pursue this truth and shall I overtake them? And that's a message for us. Don't, don't pray in fancy words. Don't pray in fancy words. It says in Matthew chapter 6, I think it's the end verse, it says, Pray to the Father because the Father knows what you need before you even ask him. So why don't we ask him? Very simple, isn't it? Why don't we ask him? Why don't I ask him? You know, because that's so important. And that goes for everyone. It doesn't matter whether you're young, like that young little child there, great to see, or older than older like we are. But it's so important that we inquire of the Lord. And so he inquired of the Lord. But the importance about this is that God answered him. He wasn't speaking to any dead God. He was answering. God answered his prayer. And if we are committed to the Lord, as we should be because we're Christians, God will answer our prayers. As he's done, I'm sure, in many of your lives and know in my life. But God has answered your prayer, whatever that prayer was. And so the question was, and he answered him. And he said, shall I overtake them? And God said, pursue, for you shall overtake them. And then it says, and without fail, recover all the shield of faith, the belt of truth the sword of the spirit, the gospel of peace. Yes, this is what God told David to do. And let's remember that David did not know where the men were. But God said, go. Because the great, great truth is, as it says in Joshua chapter 1, for I am with you wherever you go. When you get up on a Monday, it doesn't affect me now, I'm just retired. But Monday morning is not a very nice time, is it? If you have to go to work. You've had a weekend and you think, oh no, not again. But then God is with you in that situation. God is with you today. God is with you later. Because he says that I will never leave you and never forsake you. And so God said to, to David, pursue for you shall overtake them. And the important about this is that God then obeyed, sorry, David then obeyed God. Because it says in verse 9, so David went. You know, it's not rocket science, is it? You know, God spoke to David, sorry, David spoke to God, God spoke to David, and David obeyed God. And that's, that's also about the armour of God, to obey the tools that God has given us. Always to stand firm in the Lord God. It says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57, I think, uh, Be ye steadfast, 
unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, because you know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. That's good, that, isn't it? That's tremendous, isn't it? To know that, and when you have the club on a Friday, or the, you know, that work is not in vain, because God is in that work. And so the question I'm asking is this. So David went, and he took 600 men, and he came to the brook Besor. And if things went difficult enough, things got even worse, because 200 men, it says very here, were left behind, because they were so weary, and they could not know, they could not go to go past the brook Besor. And David still didn't know where the Amalekites were. He didn't know. Humanly speaking, it seemed an impossible situation. But you know, it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that's what David has. And that's when we look at the shield of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you get a time when you get home, try and read Hebrews 11. Of all the men and women in the Old Testament who lived by faith. And so, they didn't know what was going to happen next. Well, what happened next was an absolute miracle. But then, it's not really a miracle because God was in charge. You know, I just don't believe in chance. I just don't believe in coincidences. I believe in the providence of God. That what happens is what God wants. And so, in this place, far away, who does he see in a field? An Egyptian. Now that's a miracle, isn't it? Didn't know, you know, he's on his way to look where the Amalekites were, and he found an Egyptian. And they brought him to David. Little did they know at this stage that he was a part of that group. And they gave him bread, and they gave him something to eat, because the, the person who was in charge of him when he was with the Amalekites left him to die. So it wasn't, they, weren't, they weren't a very, very, very um, precious group at all. So then David in verse 13 says this, Well, who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? And where are you from? Again, not knowing where he was. And I'm sure each one of us, when we go up, when we have, when we have days, we just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But you know, it's so important that we say, one day at a time. One day at a time. I'll share this with you, because I know I won't go any further, but we've had problems with our eldest son. He is an alcoholic. And he's 37, and his name is Thomas. Pray for him if you, if you could. And he, when he's living with us at the moment, and the last few weeks, not recently, have been quite difficult, because we just didn't know whether he was coming or whether he was going. And in the end, we felt that God was saying to us, let him go to the AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. And they're a very, I mean, it's based on Christianity. Some of the people that are not Christians, but he's been going there now for, on five occasions. And last Tuesday, uh, there was a great move in his life because he came home and he started crying. And the reason why he started crying was because 
he admitted that he was an alcoholic, whereas before he hadn't. And we believe that it's the steps of him becoming, I don't need that yet, the steps before he's going to become a Christian. So, and I'm sure you have situations yourselves in your own families. Anyone who tells you that the Christian life is easy is telling a load of rubbish. Because the Christian life was never easy. And But the great thing is, you see, if we didn't have God, we just didn't know what we would do. But God is with us, and he's now, and he's hoping to go back at the end of April, back to his own home, home, because it looks like we're going to get reconciled. But that's God. That's no one else but God. And it's also great to know that that's what's happening. And so in this situation, David asks the question. And then, and then this Egyptian said, uh, in verse 14, we made an invasion of the made an invasion of the southern area in the territory which belongs to Judah. And then the word came, and we burned Ziklag with fire. So the answer was there. But the answer was there because David had, because God had said to him, I want you to pursue this truth and you shall overtake them. And it says, and you will recover all. Well, we haven't got to that stage yet. So David then asked him the question, can you take me down to this truth? Can you take me to the Amalekites? So he said, yes, you can, but you, I don't want you to take me to my previous boss, because he just didn't really think about me. And he said in verse 15, swear to me by God, that you will neither kill me or deliver me into the hands of the master. And David said, No. And he brought him down, and they spread out. And when they had brought him down, there they were all over the land. So this Egyptian led David to the Amalekites. Now that's a miracle, because God, David did not know where these people were. And yet this Egyptian was the person that God used so that David could bring his two wives and the rest of the team that were so, so taken away and they could be saved. And it says in verse, in verse, it says in verse 16 that they were eating and drinking because of all the great spoil from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. I'd love to be in a fly on the wall when David and Imalika, David and his men entered that place. But you know, that's not the only miracle because there are other miracles in the Bible. Remember the story of Gideon, Gideon and the Midianites. God said to Gideon, you can use 332 men against the Midianites. And then, God, then, then Gideon said, a sword for the Lord and a sword for Gideon. And the Gideon didn't have to kill the Midianites because the Midianites killed each other. Now why was that? Because God was in the midst. And because God was in control. And it says very clearly that David attacked them. And it says very clearly in verse 19 that David recovered all. What did God say to David at the start in verse Pursue them, or you shall overtake them. Well, he had overtaken them. And then it says, and without fail, you will recover all. 
In verse 19 it says, David recovered all. That's the God that you and I serve. That's the God that you and I serve. And wherever we are, in Liverpool or in the world, that's what God does. And I don't care how old or how young we are, God has a plan for each one of our lives. Whatever that may be, whatever you, whatever God wants you to be. But what I would say this, as I look at three points before I close, and it's this. Don't leave a place until God calls you from that place. Be very clear about that, because sadly there's so many Christians who go from one place to the other, and they don't know what God is saying to them. In, and it says in James chapter 1 verse 8, that a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. And, and when you look at David, he had a plan, because God brought him to that plan. Be very clear when God speaks to you. Sadly today, there have been many churches that have closed because they haven't gone out into the area or because they haven't invited people. There's a church in, in the south end of Liverpool, which I'm from, called Garston Baptist. Have you heard of that? Garston Baptist, a church that was thriving. And then I remember, this is years ago, I remember speaking to the secretary and I said to him, how are you getting on in the church? And he says, oh, we're doing very well. We don't go out and witness. We're very happy with what we're doing inside the church. That church is now closed. That building is now not a building anymore. And in that area, there are loads of people who need the gospel. And that's what's so important, that we are told to preach the gospel. We are told to witness. And you know, one of the, one of the worst things that we've had in the last two years is the pandemic, isn't it? We still have people today, you know, brothers and sisters here are still, still getting COVID, so it hasn't gone away. But we need to be aware that God has control over that, because God has a victory. And God will have the victory in Ukraine. may not seem so at the moment, but he will, because God is in charge. But when you look at these times like Putin, when you look at people like Saddam Hussein, when you look at people like Gaddafi, which you probably heard of, when you look at people like um, Mugabe that was in Zimbabwe, they are no longer here. They have died and they've felt the wrath of God if they haven't been saved. Because God is in control. And we also need to be aware too, this is a fine thing closed, is this, God is a loving God, and it's great to come here, and God is a loving God. But we need to be aware too that God is a God of justice, and God hates sin. He hates sin so much that his son had to die on the cross for you and for me, and he had to rise again, because if we didn't, we'd also go to a lost eternity. And I don't know what the lost eternity is, but I know it's a sad place. I know it's a desperate place. And as the prayers for what Matthew said, of people that we know who are not saved, we need to be busy that they will be saved. And I'll promise this, that whatever you ask in God's name, it shall be done. So that's what we're about to pray. And, and, and in these last two years, with the pandemic, there have been so many Christians 
who stayed at home. Have you had that in, in, in here? But Christians who stayed at home and not wanted to go out because they're fearful. What's happening in the church I go to? They're now beginning to come out. But we are in, I believe, the last days. You know, who would have thought at the beginning of this decade that we'd have a pandemic, that we'd have a war, and that we'd have rumours of wars, and we'd have earthquakes, and we'd have rivers and, 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 and rain. You know, there's so much things going on, you know, in, in our own lifetime. And I'm not trying to frighten you, because I'm not, because I know that we're Christians. What I'm saying is, we need to be busy for the Lord. He wants no one to perish. Very certainly, he says in John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So I'll leave this with you. When you look at David, he spoke to God. God spoke to him. And then God obeyed. And if you link that to the armour of God, you look at the shield of faith. Faith. David did not know where he was going. You look at the sword of the Spirit. It wasn't the word of God as we have, but he spoke to God. The belt of truth. The truth was that these people had to be saved. And then we talk about standing firm in the gospel. You know, I'll leave this and then I will shut up. Always remember this, that the devil has lost. The devil is a defeated foe. Whatever he may want to do to you, I want you to look at this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, which says that God plans a way of escape if you are tempted by the devil. Remember, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness and, God, and by the devil, and Jesus spoke to the devil by his preaching scripture. And that's great. Only a good word too. Have you heard about Franklin Graham? He's coming to Liverpool on May the 14th. Uh, Billy Graham's son. He's going to speak at the King's Dock and he's going to speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. You catch it on the internet, so I just looked at it last night. And it's going to be a tremendous event. It's going to be great to see people saved in that day. It's not that far away, is it? May the 14th. Brilliant. Hey, let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you that we can bow in your presence this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for what the word means to each one here. And I do pray, Lord, for each one here with their head bowed, that you will be with them that you will speak with them. Lord, we're all from different backgrounds, we're all from different circumstances, but we have the common theme that God is in control. And I pray, Lord, that that will be our prayer in the days to come. Thank you, Lord, for just being with us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.